All right, the Audible is back on the air. Kimbo, Camper, John Conjemi. We're uh, proud to be joined by the new head coach of the Miami Dolphins, Brian Flores. And first of all, Coach, uh, welcome you to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, it's been a crazy couple of days for you, uh, but it's certainly great to have you here. We've, we've heard about you know the rumors of you coming. Now it's done. It's official. Everything is signed, sealed, and delivered. And, uh, and just, if you will, take us through the last 24 hours because it, it has to have been just a blur for you from – the beginning of, of Sunday uh, to where you are right now. It, it definitely has been a blur, um, but a good blur. Yeah. All right, a good blur on all accounts. Uh, you know, the day of the Super Bowl, that day is a long day in general. Yep. Um, you wake up, you know, you eat, you wait, you eat again, you yeah, wait, yeah. you get on the bus, you wait. Um, <laughs> pre-game's longer. Yep. It's longer timeouts. When you get into the Florida game, it's, you know, obviously exciting and you know what a great game we you know that I was a part of yesterday. Um, our guys played really well, yeah. um, really as a team, um, and we just battled. That's a resilient group. Um, they showed the resolve that you know they've shown over the over the, the entire course of the yeah. season, and um, we pulled it out at the end. Um, and it was a great team win. Uh, after that, you know. You you feel the confetti fly and you start thinking about what's next and yep. you really you try to stay in the moment but it's hard. Yep. Um, and uh, enjoyed last night. You know, celebrated with the guys, celebrated with our, our coaching staff and the families. Um, woke up this morning, yep. hopped on a plane, and you know I come down here and um, you know really fulfill a dream of becoming the head coach in the National Football team, National Football League. And uh, more than that, it's you know with a team that I felt was you know, the right fit. Yeah. Um, again, I didn't, uh, I wasn't in a rush to become a head coach. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted it to be the right fit, the right place, the right situation. And I felt like this was it. And, and what was it in, in your, in your conversations, uh, in your interviews and just thinking about it and talking about it with your family, with your wife and, mm -hmm. and everybody that you use to make decisions of this magnitude. Yeah. What was it about the, about Miami that, that you said, like you said, look, I, I wasn't, I wasn't chasing a job. Mm -hmm. wasn't it just, you know, normal course of business you get the opportunity yeah. what was it about Miami that you said you know what that's the place for me to go right now you know when you, you go through the interview process um, I think you hear a lot of the same core beliefs mm -hmm. you know hard work putting the team first um, uh, you know doing all the things uh, uh, from a culture standpoint building the correct culture everyone mm -hmm. says those things um, but to, for me I wanted it was a feel um, I think, you know, in a lot of, you know, when you're mm -hmm. making the decisions, you know, you got to go with your gut. And, you know, I had, I had a good feel and, you know, my gut told me that like, that's the place you, you, you want to be. Yeah. Um, so, um, I was fortunate that, you know, the, the, they felt the same way mm -hmm. and, um, and I'm here and I'm, yep. I'm happy to be here and excited for, for the future. How did today feel for you going through it? I mean, your first day as a head coach in the national football league, trying to, simulate what you want to do with a staff and put together a, a plan for the future you know you, your philosophy is you know let's take it day by day and get better with mm -hmm. each day so now you've got today and you got to enjoy it yeah. so now you start on that process of trying to put together a staff to make this football team uh, at its core because the co coaching staff and players that's where it comes mm -hmm. from to make it as good as it can be how do you go through that process now um well i'm all about structure and processes um uh, and routine right um so and i thrive in that um so i have some you know processes a structure that you know um i'll go through here over the next few days weeks um part of that will be you know putting the staff together um um obviously we have guys some guys targeted um and once we get the group in uh We'll start towards the process, you know, whether it's scheduling to combine to uh, draft, etc. I mean, there's, 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 you know, a myriad of things that we're going to have to kind of go through as a staff and as an organization. Um, obviously, Chris um, will uh, will take the lead on a lot of those things, and um, we'll work in, in, in conjunction and in collaboration. Everything will be a collaborative effort. Um, that's part of the. Um, what drew me to this uh, this this opportunity, and um, I'm looking forward to it. By being with Coach Belichick for as many years as you were, 
do you feel like you want someone on your staff as a as a sounding board that's kind of been there and done that? How how will you how will you formulate experience and wisdom compared to a young guy that I need to get someone's attention at a specific position or group? Mm-hmm. I think uh, when you're building a staff, I think all those things play play into it. Um, you want a mix of veterans, you want a mix of youth, you want a mix of uh, wisdom, energy. Uh, but at the same time, you want to put, you need a group of guys who work well together as yeah. a staff. Um, I really believe that any fracture anywhere along the line at any point, specifically on the staff, because they, you know. That's your lifeblood, right? That's it. They're dealing with the players more than anyone, you know. Um, you know, you, you, you got to have guys who can work well together. Um, and and what may be adverse situations. Um so those guys got to stick together just like we tell the players to stick together. Coach and staff got to stick together, too. Right. That's important to me. Um, so in putting together staff, um, you know, that'll be a, a, a big part of, uh, um, well, I would say my main objective to putting together a staff. But, you know, I got to say, you look pretty good in the aqua and orange, too. You know, those colors, they're becoming on you, those colors. <laughs> Thank so you. Got to get used to them, right? No problem. <clears throat> hey, one of the things you talked about, and you mentioned it a number of times during your uh, – uh, your press conference, their core beliefs, mm-hmm. philosophy. Um, w- w- when you t- say core beliefs, what does that mean to you? That means um, that regardless of what the situation is, regardless of what anyone says, well, regardless of you know what's said outside of the mm-hmm. building, um, we're going to come back to the, the w- these core beliefs. Yeah. Um, so... Um, you know, the, the belief of putting the team first, working hard, doing your job, being attentive, uh, those are hard to do sometimes. Um, it's, you know, human nature to think about yourself. Um, but when you step into, into this building, yeah. you know, I want guys to be thinking about the group and what can they do um, to help the group, even if that means taking a step back, mm-hmm. which that's really hard for some guys. Yeah. Um, so, Coach, you, you've, you've, you've coached with a lot of different people, assistant coaches, head coaches in different areas, college, NFL. Um, how much do you take out of each one of those guys to put together the, the, the picture of what Brian Flores is going to be as a head coach? I think uh, I've always believed this. I think it doesn't matter where you get um, – if you get good information or something that can help this mm-hmm. team, well, I don't care where we get it from. Yeah. Uh, it could be a high school coach. It could be a college coach. It could be, you know, uh, a young guy with no experience. Mm-hmm. If you got a good, a great idea and we think it will help this team win, you know, no problem. I'll listen. Um, I think uh, one of my greatest strengths is that I know I don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. And I try to put people – I try to bring people around me um, who uh, – can help me and help the team um, come up with the right answers. I think when you put minds together mm-hmm. um, and you can brainstorm, um, that's when you come up with your best game plan, your best processes, your best structures. And uh, if you can do those things and you can put the players in the best position to do what they do well, then you give yourself a chance. Watching from the other sideline and playing against the Miami Dolphins over the course of years, especially the last couple of years, and studying the offense as you did going against them, did you get any insight on what you liked about some of the parts of the Miami Dolphins? What gave you problems about certain guys like a Kenyon Drake in the, out of the backfield mm-hmm. or it's a, a Kenny Stills stretching the field? You know, or he's a, that, you know he's going to bring Kenyon Drake up yeah. in the conversation. Well, yeah. you know, I'm just <laughs> – other than that, the big play at the end of that game, but you know what I mean, Coach, about about getting certain guys, mm-hmm. whether it's a Juwan James or it's a, a Laramie Tunsil mm-hmm. at, at edge. It gives you a little bit more insight where you might be able to help them seeing them from the other side a little bit easier. I think that's – I think that's part of coaching. Yeah, um, I think uh, I think it's a collaborative collaborative effort. I think um, defensive coaches should be talking to offensive guys about, hey, you know, whatever the little you know, tell you have, you you know, we need to help each other figure those things out. Um, and, you know, we all should be helping each other get a little bit better. Um, I think there's a lot of skill on this team. You you, you mentioned the Drake play at the. Uh, um, you know the, the Miami the Miami Miracle. I really think of two years ago when um, 
you know, they split us out and got Drake on a, on a linebacker and for, for, for mm-hmm. a big play. That's right. what I think yeah. of. Um, so he's a very explosive player. Um, the guy's extremely talented, um, who's been productive in this league, and I think his best years are ahead of him. Um, um, along with, you know, whether it's Stills to Jakeem Grant to, um, you know, Wilson. Right. You know, got, yeah. you know, two bookend tackles. I mean, he, there's some talent on this, on this, uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to working with them. Coach, I, I've been standing on the sideline <clears throat> watching that New England team for the last two decades do what they do, and and I and I watch them, and I watch and what what does it makes what makes that team what they are so consistent over year after year after year. And, and when I look at it, and I, I see a disciplined football team. I see a football team that, you know, if your job is to take outside technique, you take outside technique, and you, and you, and you force outside technique. I see, off, I see defensive linemen not running around blocks, crossing the face mm-hmm. to get to a play. I see offensive linemen, you know, being in a position where you don't have to reach and grab. Locking inside. Small out. details. Yeah. Small details. And, and, you know, coming from my, my 10 years with, with the Dolphins was all with, with Don Shula. And so all I know is his his way about it, and his way about it was there's no detail that's too small mm-hmm. to go unchecked in this in in this league if you want to win, and and that's what I saw out of New England. Now you being there, and, and everyone's going to ask you like same as us. Yeah. Hey, you've been there for so long. You've seen it. You've seen it from the inside. What can you bring over to me? I would say from watching where I've been watching, that to me may be the biggest thing that I see about that football team. That makes them so, certainly Belichick and, and and Brady and the players and you know you take still takes talent, but the talent level is pretty close on all these teams. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's those little things that that make a Super Bowl champion or a team that's sitting on sitting there watching the playoffs once they get started. I I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I would say last night was a um, was definitely an example of that. Yeah. Um, we knew to play that offense. We we had to play our most disciplined game. Yeah. Every detail, you know, was was vital. Because yeah. if we if if they would they would they take advantage of everything, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the guys did that last night, um, and um, we built towards that over the course of the year. Um, that wasn't the case, and it's hard for that to be the case. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, early, um, but we built towards that, and I thought we improved, and I think that's important. Um, and I think uh, you know, team that I'm the, the team that I'm coaching. I hope they improve, and um, no, I expect them to improve. Yeah. Um, and you know, that only comes with the attention to detail that you talk yeah. about. Introducing yourself to the fans of the Miami Dolphins for the first time, how would you describe yourself uh, to the fans? How would you take a look at your resume and what you've done and what you've put on tape as a coach, and express to the Dolphins of what they could expect out of their head coach? Um, I would say first and foremost, I would say you're going to get someone who's who's humble. Um, I like to call them. I like you know. I have a sense of humility. Um, again, I don't have all the answers. Um, I have some. Um, um, I'm, I'm someone who's transparent. Um, I'm going to tell the truth. Uh, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I feel like you know, people want direct their answers. They need direct answers. Um, and um, you know when you can do that, you can you can be demanding. Um, so I'm not a drill sergeant. I'll laugh with with guys, and um, uh, but at the same time, when it's time to work, we work. Um, I think that's important. Um, so to to Bo's point, Brian, I, I want to ask you: those Dolphin teams, uh, when Bo was playing, were always in the top five four, six, mm-hmm. in terms of least amount mm-hmm. of mental, physical mistakes, in terms of penalties. Mm-hmm. Do you feel as a head coach that's an important statistic to be in the top of the league or somewhere around the top of the league? Penalties? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I mean, a, stick, I'm a stickler for penalties. Yeah, for sure. New England was number two, number yeah. two least penalized team. Yeah, I'm a definitely. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's all I've ever been around. Yeah. Um, penalties lose games, turnovers lose games. Miscommunication loses games. You know, those are the things that you can kind of avoid. You can control. Yeah, you can control them. Um, so, yeah, I mean. Is that, guys, is that the one that raises some hair in the back? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of um, yeah, yeah. draws some ire from me for sure. <laughs> okay. um, so, 
Um, we talk about playing penalty freely. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, it's, it's again, it's one of those yep. things you can control to a degree. Right. Yep. Um, and, you know, second and five going to first and 20, we're not, that's not no. what we're looking for. No. Um, you, you call a play after that. <laughs> you know, I'd like to see somebody call a play. Right, after it's, that. Hard. So, it's hard. It's hard to win. Yeah, it's hard to win. Yeah, Coach, you kind of wrap this thing up. We get back to the beginning where I talked about your kind of 24 hours that you've gone through and all this. And, and you know, when you started your, 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 your press conference today, you talked about – you mentioned your family. Yeah. You mentioned your parents. You had your high school coach here. All those people that were important to you to get to you to where you are right now. And I think you, along with everybody that was in that room that you introduced, you're all going to put their heads on the pillow tonight, including yourself. And you, at some point you go, hey, I'm the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> and they're going to go, my dad's the head coach. My husband's the head coach. My son is. My, my ex-player is. You know, that's going to be a pretty good feeling for you and everybody that was in that, that press conference. I would imagine when you, when you get that moment when you lay your head down and yeah. realization hits you that this is where we're at and this is where my future is going to be. Yeah. No, it is. It is. Um... I'm fortunate. I really am. Um, and I'm humbled by this opportunity. Um, and I'm encouraged by this opportunity as well. Um, but this isn't the finish line for me. Yeah. Um, this is the start. Um, I'm in the blocks right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I'm ready to go and I'm rearing to go and I'm, I'm, I'm excited to go. What time um, are you in tomorrow morning? I'm in early tomorrow morning. <laughs> Good. Trust me on that one. <laughs> Coach, appreciate you taking time yeah. out with us, Thank man. You, I know it's Coach. been a busy day right. for Thank you. you. And Thank you. Thank so you. Much. Love having you on. And, uh, and, and look, we wish you the best of luck. It's great to have you down here. Thank you. Thank you. You do great things here. Best of Thank luck, you. Coach. Thank you very Thank much. You. All right, John, a first opportunity to talk to uh, the Miami Dolphins' new head coach. Um, and uh, you, you got to feel good about Brian Flores. I, I mean, a lot of things he said, and you know, and I think I think you and I, and we kind of tried tried to get into that a little bit. Uh, I think probably have the same thoughts that a lot of Dolphin fans have out there. Is can you bring the success that you that you witnessed in in New England and and plant it here in South Florida? And if you look at history, if you want history to be your guide, uh, there's not a whole lot of line, not a, not a legacy of success of assistant coaches leaving New England and having the type of impact, certainly that Bill Belichick, and no one expects anybody to go out and have the, the impact Bill Belichick has, but that impact to really get a team and, and take them to a different level. Well, I think I think everybody wants instant success, yeah. and, that, and that is not a reality when it comes to lineage and, and guys moving around, and you talk about coaching trees and how guys have success. Well, I, I think it all depends on the approach that head coach takes and what he acquires at his new destination yep. and what they can accumulate in in maybe a short two and a half years mm-hmm. to three years to assemble a team that can be competitive year in and year out. I think he can establish his philosophy. I think he can establish a way of doing things to eliminate mistakes before the ball's even snapped yep. to give the Miami Dolphins a, a sense, a, a chance to be a smart football team, a disciplined yep. football team. All the things that that he's acquired over his 10 years plus being around Bill Belichick, I think you can install those types of yep. uh, DNA in your football team. But when it comes down to playability, when it comes down to execution, you have to have key positions be in your favor. You yep. have to have elite players or at least consistency at those positions to eliminate some of those mistakes that are going to happen that keep you away from eight and eight yep. or seven and nine or six and ten or or four and whatever to get you to trend towards five hundred or better. Yep. It comes down to the players, and I think that that's going to take a while. Now, it's not saying it can't happen in two years. It can't happen in a year. It can't happen in three years. But I think that the percentages, and, and they bear out when you look at guys that have done that, that have gone away from successful coaches, the success rate isn't great yeah. right away. Well, and, and look, to be honest with you, when you look at those situations, you know, those guys are leaving and going to teams that aren't in very good shape. Exactly. You've you got a little bit of a train wreck that you got to try to get <clears throat> back on the rails and – 
you know, some places are a little more patient than others. Some places you got two and a half years to do it. If not, you're you're out the door and, and something changes. And look, that's been the case here with the Dolphins over the the number of years. And that's why one of the reasons that I think I feel I feel optimistic from the standpoint that Mr. Ross and these guys time. are committed to give yeah. him let him finish the job. And, and look, that's kind of been that's kind of been my thing for a long time down here is let these guys finish their job. It can't be you three know, years in no. rinse again. Be, no. And that's what we talked about probably right. a month ago. Yep. I think Joe was cracking up when I said, well, you got to give the guy five years. He goes, five years? You yep. crazy? No. And I'm like, well, I, I don't know how else it's going to work unless right. you find you know, a genie in the bottle and it happens all of a sudden and you get lucky. Yeah. You know, because that's what it's going to take. It's going to take luck yep. along with some skill to have it happen in a year or two. Yeah. And, and look, and, and I think when you look at the Dolphins right now and you say, you know, where's that luck going to come from? Somewhere you got to find that quarterback out there that's going to light this football team up. And, you know, there, look, there's plenty of good quarterbacks, or, uh, you know, in the National Football League. But there's only a few of them that light their teams up to get them to where we've watched over the last month of playoffs difference makers. in this league. The guys yeah. that make a difference, guys that carry a football team, guys that when you need when you need to can pick that whole team up and put them on his shoulder and, and take them to the take them to the promised land. Yeah. And that and that's what look, when you talk about luck, you know, you you can, you know, you, you can luck into a Shaquan or Shaquan Barkley if you're you know if you get the right draft pick. That guy can be a he, a he can light up a football maker. team. Right. So but the Dolphins need to find that that guy or a couple of those guys that that make that kind of big impact on the football team, and not only as a, not only as a player on the field, but a guy in the locker room that can that that can be a a, a demanding guy in the locker room and say, hey, we need to play at a better level, and and kind of self police what's what's in that locker room. But well, I think we agree on on uh, this this statement. Over the last three three drafts, there is a nucleus on this football yep. team that you can build around. Now, it's going to take two more. It's going to yeah. at least take two more with maybe some sprinkling of, of ingredients you get you know, in free agency. But it's going to take another solid base and keeping the base that we have mm-hmm. to be able to get enough quality players on this roster that affect the 22 that are playing. Yep. Okay, I'm not talking about the bottom of the of the roster no, that no, you get look, a you, fine guys. You're talking guys. about like the guys like Gotchon, Gasecki, and Vincent Taylor, yeah, and and, and, and Kenny Drake, yeah, and they, Carew, yeah, exactly. I mean, not Carew, and and, um, and Ray Grant Ray, and Wilson, McMillan, and you know, like guys, the guys that are guys that you found that have played already, yeah. that have been productive, that you can add now the 2019 class that almost, if you draft seven or eight guys, yeah. four of those guys are playing. Yes. Four of those guys are, are playing significant roles on this football yeah. team to add to what you got last year in terms of at running back, at linebacker, yeah. uh, you know, all at corner, all those positions that you have to be able to be good yeah. at in the National yeah. Football League. And you know what? I think one of the things, too, that I'm looking at uh, for, you know, not, not, not only for, 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 um, you know, for the head, head coach, but for some of the assistants he's bringing. Some of these other guys have, like, New England roots. You know, because the one thing I look at these foot, you know, look, they're, they're, they're the gold standard. You know, and, and look, they're, they're in between now and the time this, this team starts playing football in September, we're going to have a lot of conversations. A lot of conversations are going to kind of go back to that Patriot wake. How do you get that? How, how do, do you beat them? How do you how bring do you, some yeah. of that? How do you bring some of that in here to give you that foundation? And it's going to be with, with, you know, whether it's with Brian Flores or whether it's with some of the other assistant coaches that come here that have had, but in, and what I want to see is what I've seen when players go to New England. Um, you know, the Dolphins had Rob Ninkovich, you know, you know, and he didn't, didn't, quite, right. didn't quite cut it, let him go. New England picks him up, and the guy plays at a Pro Bowl caliber for him for the next eight years. You know, this guy Van Noy, where'd he come from? And then he's playing like a, you know, what, what I've seen them do and what we've been able to see those guys do, pick guys up, and they get better during their tenure with that football team. They don't stay level. They don't maybe go down a little bit. They play, and when and once they do start banging that turn down, then they're out and they move on to somebody else. And the else. next guy's ready to step up and, and play. And the point being is, I think this, I think it's going to be incumbent on Brian Flores and this staff to be a, a team, a, a coaching staff that is going to make the Raekwon McMillans, the you know the the, the Xavier Howards, the Gottschalks, the Gaseckis, make these guys better because they're all good players. And I think, look, we, we could we could go down the list and look at all these guys, the Kalen Balazs in this end, and say, hey, talent there. If you can get him to that next level, and and to me, I think the example and the and the and the um, you know the the 
the, the, the roadmap to me is Xavier Howard in his first three years right. with this football team. Yeah. That trajectory. Uh, that, that's what you'd love to see because a guy like that changes your defense. Yep. It, it almost puts the stop sign out on that side yep. of the field going, you know, you can go here, but it's caution. Yep. You know, there's a caution light. Be careful. You better be accurate. You better be on time. And you better know where, where, you're, where you're locating the football because now X is a player that not only gets his hands on it, he takes it away yep. and takes it away and scores points. And now you've got another one in Minka. You've got another player in that caution yep. secondary where you better be you better be careful where you're throwing the football. And that's what you have to do to if you're going to knock off New England and you're going to play him twice yep. a year, you have to have players like that that give caution to a guy that's won six Super Bowls yep. that it's not going to be easy. And you have to affect him on, on the line of scrimmage. And you feel like if if Taylor and Gotchow are two of those young guys on the inside that yep. can do it, you add with some edge pressure yep. you add with some linebacker pressure you know you, like the rams did in the super bowl yep. you affect the timing and you and you change coverage because you have smart yep. educated people in the secondary that know the scheme boy you can really give a hall of fame quarterback one of the best to ever do it difficulty yep. throwing the football and you look at you look at uh, brian flores and you look at his his history and you look at what the linebacker look how much what the linebackers for new england have been able to do you can use them in different ways you can be a you can try to you know that, that football team can go from being a team that's going to try to beat you with four-man rush up front or the next week they can be a football team that's going to rush you rush you with their linebackers give you and you've got when you look at the dolphins with Kiko with Raekwon and, and, and with Baker. Uh, with, with uh, Jerome and, yep. you've got three guys there that can do a lot of different things they have a lot of different a lot of different a lot of depth to their skills right and, and they can do things they can all rush the passer they can all cover they can all cover ground going side versatile, to side well, what they can and, do and, and so it's going to be interesting to see what he and his defensive staff can put together with a, a young group of linebackers that are really just on the cusp of becoming what I think are going to be, you know, very good linebackers over the next couple of years. We saw both defenses in the Super Bowl with the Rams yeah. and the Patriots, multiple schemes, multiple movement, yeah. different looks. And it, it started up front because guys are standing up. Guys are in a three-point stance. Guys yeah. are in a two-point stance. Linebackers with a lot of movement. Secondary, <clears throat> I'm going to show you one thing, but I'm going to I'm going to bait you into a throw yeah. that you normally have, and I'm going to give you the one you've never hit all year. Yeah. So it, it made it difficult on the quarterbacks, and especially for Goff. He held the football a long well, time yeah. in, in that game, and he, and he got hit. I think at one point they, CBS put up – the numbers, I think Brady was touched four times and Goff was hit 15 times right. in terms of being able to affect the quarterback. And I think, you know, as much credit as you want to give Bill Belichick, and you should because he's a really good football coach, you have to give the same amount of credit to Brian Flores because yep. he was calling the plays. He was part of that scheme. He was part of that group that put it together. Now, the players receive the ultimate praise because they're the ones executing yep. it. But the scheme and the way that they devise their defenses on both sides, Wade Phillips included, boy, it really was a, a textbook defensive day to frustrate two really good offenses, yep. two high-scoring offenses that uh, made it, for me, an enjoyable game. Yep. And I, I, look, I think I think the coach talked about it when you know we sat down and talked to him here. You know, he talked about what it's going to take. You know, that discipline. You know, and having guys doing their job and doing it the right way and doing it the way you're supposed to do it, and not free, not, not freelancing. Not decide. No, I can, I can, I can sneak around here and make a play, and and the next thing you know, the guy's running down the field for thirty yards. I think and, you you were the one that uh, when we were talking with coach said, you know, it's being about disciplined about your craft. You know, if I give you a three technique and give you the outside shoulder, don't take the inside. Right. You know, if I've given you this gap as a as a linebacker blitz, hit the a gap. Don't yep. hit the b or c yep. because you're taking somebody else's job yep. and you're you're creating a chasm in there that you know is shouldn't be there. Yeah. So I, it comes back to being able to have the scheme match the discipline yeah. of the player. And I think that's what all those good teams do yeah. on a consistent basis. Yeah. And, and, you know, the, the other thing that he talked about and that, that to me is, 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 is the beacon for, for – to me it's the beacon if you want to come in and change the dynamic of a football team right away, it's, it's the don't beat ourselves. Yeah, Let, let's, let's, sure. let, let's eliminate the beating ourselves. Let's eliminate the pre-snap penalty. You know, for, forget about holdings and this and that and pass interference. Those things are going to happen in the course of action. But let's not beat ourselves before we snap the football right. or before the offense snaps the football and we're on defense. You know, don't give them that extra five yards either way. Don't give them that extra 10 yards on a, on a stupid holding call 
all, all these types of things. And, and, and don't, don't beat ourselves by not being in the right place. You know, to me, those are very simple, basic things, especially the penalty thing. To me, to go from being, you know, the bottom third bottom of the league. third to be in the top, top, top third, to, yeah. you know, that, that's a mental thing. Those that, are hidden yards you can't get back yeah, in a game. No. Yeah, how for many, a team that, John, how many, that's how, looking for yards. How many times over the course of the last couple of years since we've been doing this stuff, have we sat there after a eleven game penalties for one hundred nineteen you know, yards, and, and, and three of them? You know, you made you you'd, you'd made big third down conversions only on them, only to have them called back for some stupid penalty. Or you're backed up in your own end. Now you have to punt out of your end zone yeah. because it was a holding call on third and whatever. You give the ball to the opposing team on your side of the fifty, and it's it's yeah. easy points. Yeah. It's more stress on your defense. Yep. So it's complimentary football either way you look at it. And and I think it's it's this it's the unselfish play of the players that take away some of the penalties that happen during the play. Yep. It's the one that you know you you can't block this guy. You're gonna hit him yep. in the back. Lay off. He's only yeah. going to get two more yeah. yards anyway. But now you've cost yourself 10 or 15, yeah. depending on what the penalty is. That goes back to being disciplined, yeah. being smart, being intelligent, and being taught that that's not worth right. the, the, the yardage that you're yeah. going to get going backwards. And, and I think, look, to me, you know, a lot of that stuff, to me, is it's, 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 it's a little bit of... It's a little bit of tough love, too. You, you, at some point, you've got, a, you've got a guy out there, and he's in, you know what... Guy jumps offside. Guy pre-snap jumps offside. You know what? Get out. Get out. Sit down. You know when you feel like you when you feel like you want to play. You've had enough. Yeah. When you feel like you've had enough of that, and and you want to play, and you want to you know play with the big boys and come on back. You know, at some point you've got to. There's got to be a. There's accountability. Yeah. There's got to be you know a a reaction to to what to a negative action to a negative action that you that you produce. Yeah. You know, you got to look, I got to get you out of there. And if you don't want to do it, I'll get somebody to get I, this guy. Look, I'm going to hurt my football team by taking you out and sitting you down because the guy I'm going to put in is not as good as you, but I can't trust you. So I'm a, your ass is going to be sitting on the bench while that guy's out there playing. That's what you're doing to your football team. And to me, you got to have those kind of, you know, it, it you know, I've, I've, I've spent too much time watching and I'm not talking about just the Dolphins. I'm talking about looking around the league and, and it's a different day. It's a different player. It's a different attitude. But watching players make a big mistake only to have a coach kind of pat them on the back when they, oh, I know you won't let that happen again. Well, you know, two more series, boom, there you are again. It happens again. You know, at some point, there's, you've got to, it, it, to me, it's like raising a kid. At some point, you've got to, got to feel like, hey, I mean, you know, you know that time when you, when you know you did something wrong yeah. and dad was coming home. And you got that moment where well, your dad comes home. That's, now, that was the worst. That, that was the, the worst. worst three or four hours of your life, right? <laughs> the, the anticipation was yeah. that a car door? Yeah. Well, yeah and, and, that, and look, I, I played with a bunch of guys that you know that, that I guarantee you, at one point they've all said, "Yeah, man, I you know I did a, had a, made a stupid play, stupid penalty, cost us a first down. I'd rather go on there. Oh, I'd rather go over to their right, sideline yeah, exactly. than walk over to our sideline." <clears> right? And you're right. You, you, and that all comes down to getting the right people because. Because if you have the right people and you're being taught the right way, you, you don't make the second yeah. mistake. Yeah. You know, it's the one you know, I can I can see everybody's going to make mistakes. Hey, we're all human. We're all we're all playing a game for a living. Yeah. You know, those guys are going out there and preparing to, to be perfect, but it's never going to be perfect. But after you make the bonehead mistake, the mental mistake, yeah. you come back and you do it again. That's just self-discipline. Yeah. And that comes down to being being a team guy or, or just a guy that you know, he's you out there care. on his you island. He's yeah. out there on his island. Yeah. So I think that comes back to culture, yeah. comes back to the way you're instilling you know, those beliefs in your football team, yeah. the way you, you talk to your players, the way you practice yeah. with your players. Because if, it, if there's a consequence at practice, there's going to be a consequence yeah, at the yes. game. Yeah. So I, I think that's all about the way you, you teach it and coach it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that you know that's all part of, you know, the what 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 he's gone through, what he's learned, you know, with with that organization up there. Um, but and and I don't think look, I, I, it's funny because you know what we we're talking about. I think yesterday after the press conference and stuff, when you look at this football team, and I know, and, and look, there's a there's a malaise around this football team, and there's been there, it's been there for you know two decades now. But but when you look at it, you know, when you look at it from year to year to year to year. You know, the majority of those years, two wins in another way, you're in your playoff football team. You got a it's chance. Not, not like you're a four and, you know, in a four and 12 it's, team. It wasn't the Cleveland you're, Browns you're for five years. You're a seven and nine. You're an eight and eight. Yeah. You're a nine and seven. You're, you know, where two games flip the other way on a positive way. 
you know, now you're a 10-11 win football team. Yeah. You know, and, and so, you know, it's not like this team, and maybe I'm being overly optimistic, but it's not like this team is 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 one of the dredges of the National Football League. Yet if you listen to Dolphin fans out there, you would you would they would lead you to believe that this well, is the worst franchise in the history of the, of national, the national Football media, League. The national media will tell you that as yeah. well, because I guarantee you when OTAs roll around and all that stuff happens and we're getting close to the summertime and all the all the odds on yeah. Super Bowls come out, I guarantee you not only will the Dolphins be 30, 30th, 31st, or yeah. 32nd again yeah. for the second year in a row, they'll look at this roster and go, you know, it's been depleted of X, Y, Z, yeah. whatever whatever that that state of the yeah. Dolphins are. And you will have an uphill battle to, to, you know, win three games, win four games, win five games. That'll be the national perception. Now, the only people that can change that are the people in the building, yeah. right? So... Last year, for a perfect example, we felt like, all right, we're going to be better than that. I yeah. mean, we're going to be better than a three-win or a right. four-win team. And you start out, you go, wow, we're 3-0. Yeah. W- what's going on? Everybody's wrong. Well, you know, mistakes in certain games, those two games that you you talk about, yeah. change the perception at the end of the year yeah. from a 7-9 you know, football team to maybe a 9-7 and seven yeah. team. Or if you, you, know, you get another one, it's 10. Yeah. So those those are the those are the things over the maybe the last six or seven years when you went six and ten or you went ten and six yep. could have went either way, yep. but the team that went ten and six found ways late in games yes. not to beat themselves. The teams that won six games found ways in mistakes by turnovers and penalties to get there. Yeah. So it's a very it's a very fine line yep. in terms of talent and wins and losses to be able to get a challenge for the playoffs. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And look, it, it's you know, it's one or two players make the difference because I I I believe this: the worst team in the, the worst team in the league and the best team in the league from a talent level standpoint. There's not a whole lot of difference between right between the, and when you go across the board. You know, obviously you look at New England; they got Tom Brady or the you know the teams that have the you know the Pat Mahomes and the you know the the guys that have the great quarterbacks, great running backs. They've got a little bit of edge on you, but when you look at the rest of the roster. You know, the things kind of balance out with with these teams. So the good players on those roster really separate from yes. the the majority of the league only because they can mask their deficiencies a whole lot better than yeah. the teams that don't have a difference maker. So now it's a you know it's a new new time here, and then you know Brian Flores is uh, is going to go through the process, and and I'm sure has begun the process and well into it now of of getting his staff together, uh, getting them together. We talked about asking, hey, what time you know what time are you getting in here tomorrow morning? Right. You know, well, I'll be here bright and early, no <laughs> doubt about that, and I can guarantee everyone in this building, uh, every one of these coaches that uh, eventually gets hired uh, to be his staff. Uh, there's going to be some long hours during this offseason uh, because they've got to break this team down. They've got to learn their players. They've got to do all these types of things. So there's going to be a lot of work done by, by these coaches, and it's going to start um, It's, it's going to start ASAP without a, without a question. Well, I think so. I mean, he, he probably has a really good idea, yep. the nucleus of the staff that he wants. And, you know, because the Dolphins had to wait for their guy and mm-hmm. Brian Flores for the entire length of the postseason. Yep. I, I think it may have limited him, but there's there's still plenty of quality guys out there that he reached out to during yep. this process. Say, listen, if it goes my way and I'm going to get this opportunity, I, I want to bring you on the staff. And I want to, you know, I'm, I guarantee he had plan A, plan yep. B, plan C. And and I would assume that that just like a football team will change over his tenure as a, as yep. the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. But I'm sure he's going to roll out a really good staff that has a lot of experience in certain positions, maybe some youthful exuberance in yep. other positions. Maybe there's some hangover from the prior staff. That's all going to be you know kind of wait and see, and that'll happen over the next five to seven days, I yep. would assume. Yeah, it's got to happen quickly because you got too many things coming up personnel wise, combine coming up, all, all these things, and you know opportunities. Free agency, work. Yeah, all, all, you know, all that stuff is going to hit, and and you know how it is. It, you, you know, once the season's over, you go, oh, you take a deep breath, and all of a sudden you go, oh, well, it's, you know, on oh it's on, it's on, it's <laughs> again. You got stuff going on, so uh, there's a lot of stuff to be done there. And uh, um, but from a standpoint of Brian, you know, he's kind of a quiet guy. You know, not that you know that in your face guy. Um, but I don't think you can really, you know, I, you know, to me, it's hard to get a read on him or, or what he's going to be like until you see him 
out on the field. You know, we don't get the opportunity. And, you know, I, I know talking about, you know, the coaches that have been here in the past and you, you talk about this. And then I always try to, you know, I always try to hedge it by saying, look, I'm not in those meeting rooms. I'm not behind closed doors. And behind closed doors was where 90% of the things right. happen. You know, what you're seeing out in the field, what we're allowed to see in the field, what the media is allowed to see on the field, well, those are the things they they're, they, they, they want them to see on the field. Or, right. Or they're, it's okay. Begrudgingly that they want to show them on the field. Let me put it, not that they want to show them, but they've it's got to show right. them something. Well, so we'll show ahead. you a little bit of this, but but it's all the other stuff. And, and I think when you see him on the football field, that's when you're going to start to get a feel for Brian Flores because I know he's not the the quiet, mild-mannered kind of unassuming guy that 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 he is when when he sat here um there's a fire burning in that guy and 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 you know you can you can kind of f- sense it from him and and uh, it, it'll be a while before we see it come out yeah i'm anxious to to find out what this staff's yep. going to be what brian's going to be like as a head coach yep. how he's going to handle practice what what type of attitude does he bring is he you know uh a guy that's running from back and forth yeah. to drills. Is he a guy that's kind of walking and scanning and looking and observing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the demeanor? Is he a, is he a, a pat you on the back guy? Is he a, is he a get on your ass type of guy? Yeah, is, yeah. is he all, a, those you know, all those things that, yeah. you know, you need. And, I, and I'm interested to see the assistance as well, because we're used to seeing certain guys fill certain roles on a staff. Some guys are yellers and screamers at yeah. certain positions. Some guys are talkers and thinkers and, 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 and movers, right. uh, you know, pointing out different things yeah. that you need to correct. So it'll be interesting to see the blend and the, the camaraderie and how this staff molds itself to, to push this football team to better heights in 2019. Yeah, no doubt. It's, um, uh, you know they're all going to play an important role in this, and uh, and then the players, you know, coming in when when they're able to start coming in and and, and making contact with these guys and trying to get you know there's, there's going to be that period of getting to know who is, and and look, you know there's there's a lot of guys on this football team that probably by mid season last year felt pretty confident about their position going forward, um, and and I think if you're everybody on this football team, if any player that's under contract on this football team right now. You got to feel like, hey, this is day one. I got to, I got to go out and impress. I got to, I can't, you know, I can't live off, I can't live off what I did last year, two years ago, clean three slate. years ago. It's a clean slate. I got to prove to these guys what kind of guy I am. And you know, I got to prove to these guys that they can trust that I'm gonna be where I'm supposed to be when it's time for me to be there. You know, it's interesting. I'm wondering if some of the uh, new coaches on this staff. We'll look at this roster, and they, they've all been in the NFL. Some might be coming from college football. Who knows? But the ones that are in the NFL that have coached against the Miami Dolphins, that have seen the Miami Dolphins on film, that come into a position of defensive back or offensive line or linebackers or defensive uh, coordinator, yeah. and, and you kind of look and you go, this is what I thought about this guy coming in because I watched him on tape. Yeah. We either prepared against him uh, to play against him or we saw him on tape and we, we liked some of the things he did. Maybe we didn't like some of the yeah. things he did and this is why we took advantage of him. Those are the types of things I think with a fresh set of eyes might improve the Miami Dolphins yeah. because this this new staff has no agenda to say I'm sticking up for this right, guy right, right, or, yeah. or uh, I hated this guy but yeah. now I got to know him and I really think I can help him. I think right. he can be a better player than what he was, yep. what I saw on tape yep. of this guy. It, so sometimes I think you need that fresh injection of a of new set of eyes, new set of thoughts, new set of technique to be able to bring out the best in the players yeah. that are currently on this roster. And you touched on a little bit with uh, when we had Brian in here. You talked about, you know, you bringing the set of eyes that you've got at, of our offensive football team having played against them twice a year for the last however many years that, that yeah, he's been in that spot. What did you take spot. advantage of? Yeah, what did Juwan you, or Laramie exactly, on a stance? Right. Or uh, what did you uh, take advantage of You know, when you checked to this? Right. Or did you try to jam Jakeem? Or did you try to get on yeah. top of Albert Wilson? Or did you not let Kenny off the line? So yeah. whatever, the, whatever the intangibles well, are. Simple stuff. You were a guy saying, hey, look, you know what? Every time, every time I saw you line up a half yard wider than, right. than normal, we knew what you were going to do. We knew what you were going to do. That was our tell. That's tell and and look you know that to me that used to be a big part of film watching is looking for those little you know guy with his guy with his heel too high off the ground when he pulls to the right you know little things like that that you look for and I think with a guy especially with a guy like Brian Gain or Brian Brian Flores here having watched this I think offensively I think there's a lot of little things in there 
and, 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 and the opinions that he has about guys or, as you just said, what they need to do to be better at their craft right. than maybe where they were at prior to this. This is our plan against the Miami Dolphins. Yep. This is what we did. You know, we were going to double this guy because we were going to let you play by yourself right. because the ball wasn't coming there anyway. Yep. Or this is why we overloaded when we saw this formation or this set yep. or this tendency by your guard because we knew we could shoot the A-gap because he was pulling. We'd be able yep. to get penetration to really slow down that running play, that zone running play. All those little things are going to help the guys that are yep. still going to be on this roster because that's the team you have to find a way to yep. defeat. Now, yep. the Dolphins did it once at home last year with a miracle, right? But they've had success against that team down here so it's going on the road that you know the Dolphins were woefully you know they were pitiful last year in terms of trying to have success and get wins but those are the types of things other coaches from other teams that probably are going to join the staff say that well this is what we thought yeah and they're going to get you know they're going to get all those ideas in a room say this is how we can improve this player yeah that that being said with the coaching staff John and we and I I know I touched on this earlier but you know I'm looking at all these guys the guys we talked about you know Laramie Tunsil and and Durham Smythe and McMillan and and Xavier Gottschalk all those young guys to me you know you know different coaches can do different things their way with this football team to me I, I would like to try to gather those guys those guys that you think, and he talks about core, yeah. you know, core beliefs and this and that. Well, well, a lot of these guys can be your, are going to be your core players to get you to wherever you're going to go. You're they're young guys. You've got them under rookie contracts. They're, they're probably going to be here for the tenure of of Brian Flores, yes, right? No, no doubt, no doubt. So to me, you know, at some point the players got to police themselves, and and trying to get this young group of guys that I think have a lot of talent and can be, can be really. If they're if they can get on that Xavier path, get in that X path where you get better every year, you're going to have a number of Pro Bowlers come out of this this group if they can do that. But I think you know to to kind of get them in one room and say, hey, you're you're the future of this franchise. You guys are the core. You guys need to police this. You guys need to be the guys that drive us to that next next level. And and you know put something. Put some responsibility in their lap. You know, put some responsibility uh, yeah. to police that locker room, police the huddle. Guy jumps offside, jump on his ass and tell him that's unacceptable. You know, don't give me the I'm sorry. I don't want to hear I'm sorry. Don't let it happen again. Well, don't you think, and this is, you know, going back, don't you think in the 70s and, and early 80s, Everybody tried to copy what the Miami Dolphins were doing, or the Pittsburgh Steelers, yeah. or the Dallas Cowboys, those fran- or, yeah. the, or the San Francisco 49ers, yeah. 80s to yeah. 90s, okay? Now everybody's trying to copy what the New England Patriots yeah. are, are trying to do, or try to emulate them in some way, because obviously you, you got to take your guard down and, and pay your due and say, hey, yeah. you know what? They're, they are right. a dynasty. They have been a yeah. dynasty. No matter what conference they're playing in, yeah. no matter what teams they have to beat twice a year, they still have to do it. I mean, granted, their losses this year were to teams that didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Okay? But it still doesn't matter. At the end of the year, they're the one on the top of the mountain. Yeah. Right? So I would think the Miami Dolphins and head and their new head coach would want to get that group of guys in yeah. a room and say, this is what – the, the New England Patriots yep. did to be successful. Yep. I don't care how how you slice it and what name you put on it. This is what they did. Yep. This is what you have. These are the core things you have to do to even have have a chance yep. to be successful. So I I think you know you got to strip it down yep. and and just not worry about hey we don't want to be this team or we don't want to be yeah you do yeah you really do because yeah. they're they're the ones that are winning all the games and yeah. have all the hardware well look they're they're the like I said before they're they're the gold standard I mean they're the ones that you know especially if you're look you, around the National Football League right now today everybody in the National Football League is saying we want to be the New England Patriots right no no question about that. If you're in the AFC East, if you're the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Bills, you've known about this for a long time, and you couldn't do anything. And you about can't it. do anything about it, you know. So you you better you better you know if, if you want to beat him, you better join him to some degree, yeah. and get on the same, do the same things that they're doing and they have done over the years. And now you've got a guy in Brian Flores that's been inside there. You know, he's been your fly on the wall in maybe there. He a knows everything that's going coming, on. Right? Couple, yeah, maybe a couple guys coming out of that that can come and really kind of you know give you that insight, give you that and. And to me, that the insight that I would be more important is how do we get those guys to be, you know, the the, the warriors in the locker room for right. you? those guys to be an extension of the head coach 
and his beliefs in the locker room. I know we had guys, you know, the, in our locker room, we had guys, you know, Dwight Stevenson's, the Bob Kuchenberg's, the, mm-hmm. the guys like that, Dwight, you know, the, the Blackwood brothers, you know, the guys that would, would carry that message that the head coach, when, they, when, when there was no coaches around. Right. You know, we're out there, you know, doing, you're jerking around in some, you know, some, you know, some half walkthrough drill. And some guy says, hey, this is bullshit. Let's get get to work. We got a big game. You know, in one guy, not a coach, just a player, say, hey, let's let's you know, let's cut the crap. Let's get to work. Uh, let's go. And let's go. Yeah. And, and sometimes all it takes is is that to get everyone back in order. And sometimes it can't be a coach. So if you can find find those guys that want to be that part of the football team, I, I think there's been some of that missing in this franchise for a long time. That goes back to selecting, you know, the right type of people. There's yeah. time. There's times where you can have fun and loosen up, and, and that's when you're winning. Yeah. Uh, when you're when you're struggling and when you're trying to grind out victories yeah. week after week, it gets tougher. Yeah. You know, your focus. It, it, we yeah. always talk about four or five or six plays all the time yeah. that kind of determine a, a game. You never know when they're going to happen, and. Every day, you know, I, I like what Brian Flores talked about. You know, every day I'm trying to find a different way to win. Yeah. I'm going to win that day. I'm going to find a way to make it the best productive day possible. Put my head on a pillow, wake up, and do it all over yeah. again. And and that's the mentality that has to filter down through this football team, through yeah. this roster, whether you're on it currently or going to be on it. Yeah. And, you know, you, you touched on it, and I was kind of trying, trying to get over in that direction a little bit about Brian Flores and, and what kind of game day head coach he's going to be. You know, we, we've seen, you know, uh, Adam Gaze, who was clearly a play caller, and that was his thing. And he was going game day, he was going to let the other guys do their jobs, right. and I'm going to call plays, and that's going to be my, my deal. Or is, is Brian Flores going to be one of those guys that's at, that coach that's there and got a little bit defense needs a little defense need a little motivation. Let me go down there. Offense, I need to jump in with them and get you know wh- who is he going to be and and what's he going to be on the sideline? I think that's going to be another thing that uh, that'll be interesting to see as he goes. Look, he's got to decide what he wants to be. Go you know going through this training camp, uh, off season training camp and everything. What kind of head coach he wants to be, and so he's got to find his path and get comfortable with it. Just as his team needs to get comfortable with it, but it's going to be interesting to find out where he where he gets to and what type of head coach he is going to be on uh, on those game day situations. And I think it'll all depend really on who his hires are yeah. for offensive coordinator, for defensive coordinator, for special teams coach. Yeah. You know, he's coached multiple positions on both sides of the football. So I would think it would it would kind of mirror, you know, you look at Bill Belichick and all the years that he's been the head coach at New England, and even when he was back in in Cincinnati, you know, he trended and he leaned more on defense. Yeah. You could see him in huddles as yeah. a head coach talking to the defensive line with Romeo Cronell yeah. right next yeah. to him you could see him on the offensive side talk to yeah. Tom Brady when he comes you know McDaniel's right there but he's right in the huddle yeah. to kind of telling Tom you know certain things or telling the coach to tell Tom yeah. certain things so I would think you know Brian's going to pick his own lane and, and his own way of doing things but if I were to guess, I think it would be more along those lines yeah. where he's going to have a solid offensive, defensive, and special teams coordinators yeah. that are going to be able to you know, run their side, their one-third of the football team, but he's going to be the CEO of everything, yeah. and he's going to have his, his, his input and his influence when needed yeah. in every aspect. Yeah. And, and I like that. And that's more the, the traditional the CEO. That's more the traditional head yeah. coach type of situation back in the day when you're going back to Chuck Coach, Noel, Chuck Noel Coach and, Shula, and, and, you know, and probably, Bill Walsh yeah. and Shula and, and you know, all those guys, Tom Landry, it was yeah. all that kind of deal. And then, you know, and, and you look, but you look at now, I mean, you look at McVeigh. You know he's over there in the, with the play call. You, right. you look at uh, you know Sean Payton. You know he's doing the. You know you got so you know there's that there's that new wave of guys. Adam Gaze, who you know I'm I'm the defensive guy. Right. Mike Matt Patricia. I'm going to be the defensive guy. You guys do the other, the other stuff. You know, but that's that's become the the kind of the new trend right. in, in these coaches. And uh, and I, I think I agree with you. I think that just kind of listen to what. Brian Flores talked about and kind of the way he went about it. I, I tend to believe more like like you said that he's going to be that guy that's going to be all right. I'm going to be here and you guys all handle this stuff, but I'm going to be there. I'll be right over your shoulder, right there when yeah. I need when I need to have my input in there. Whether it's to come over and say, "Hey, you guys are doing a great, great job, yeah. keep it up," or we or, need to or, change or, direction. Hey, hey, you guys, you know, 
if you if you don't change things now, I'm gonna come over yeah. and change it for you. Right. You yeah. know? We're not blitzing on that when yeah. we see that you know that bunch set anymore. Yeah. We're we're not gonna run it on on third and eleven. Let's let's roll yeah. the dice here. Let's go for it. You know yeah. all those little things that head coaches need to do to maybe you know when the other side of the ball is on the field, say I didn't like how we approached that last set of downs. Yeah. Let's open it up or let's let's run it and make them you know make them uh, use their timeouts. All those little influences that a guy that's the CEO of your football team needs to have, yeah. no matter if you've got the most competent coordinators that are in the league. Yeah. You have to be able to run it the way you want to run it because ultimately your name's on the, the line that says head coach. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I tell you where it's, you know, it's funny because I, I mean, I'm kind of, you know, you're, you're, you're excited. You know, we, we know who our coach is, got a chance to talk to him. Like what, like what you've seen out of him, you know, so far. Like his lineage, uh, like some of the ideas. You know, there, there's a there's a number of assistant coaches' names that are floating around. Right. Uh, and 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 look, for the most part, to be honest with you, we you know everyone knows pretty much the cast of characters. It's been out there. It's been written about. So everyone knows how it knows. You know, knows who they are, know what the situation is, but it's going to be interesting to watch these guys as they get into motion, get into play, how they work together, how they change things, how they how they sit here and like we talked about, they're going to go, they're going to look at every game this team played over last year, break it down from every position, every standpoint they can, evaluate players, evaluate players from the standpoint that hey, I think that I think if we do this with this guy, we can make him a much better player than than he's been over the last year or so and do those kind of or, things or take a little bit off this guy's plate yeah. because he's overloaded yeah you know exactly. he can play better a little freer if he just knows it, this is his job yes exactly and it's yeah make simplify some things right. that need to be simplified and take advantage of skills that other guys have but i think that's it i think to, to for brian flores to be successful he and his coordinators are going to have to be those guys that look at their players and then formulate what they're going to do around the quality of the players they've got and the skill level of the player. You got a guy that's got a certain skill for you got to you know Bobby McCain's a good example. You got a guy that, that can come out of the secondary, proving that he's good at blitzing. Let's try to get, let's get him in there yeah, as much. He as does let's, that let's well. Let's take advantage of because he he does that well. This guy does that well. You know Rayquara, uh, uh, you know. Minka's Jerome, a better Jerome, Minka, Minka, Jerome, yeah. Jerome's, Jerome's a, a, a faster cover guy. Let's get him in those right. situations. Let's get him on this guy that flattens out and, and runs that arrow takeoff on us right. every now and then and, and get some of those things going. You know, how so, did the Dolphins get the ball to Kenny Stills nine times over defenses two right. and a half years ago and, and failed to do it last year? Right. You know, was it the quarterback? Was it the offensive line? Was it the scheme they were running? You know, how do you how do you get the most out yeah. of a guy like that? Because you know the offense needs plays like yeah. that they you know, can't just depend on the four yard throw for a 60 yard run and a touchdown yeah john it's, it's funny how <laughs> this game so this game so strange so uh, you know we, we kind of you know have that disappointing end of the season you know you you stumble out you know you stumble mm-hmm. you stumble into the finish line and got nothing going head coach is gone in a couple days Sitting here and you're going, hey, what's going on? Man. And all of a sudden, now all of a sudden we hire a head coach. We're zero and, and zero, we're zero, and zero and eight, man. All right, <laughs> look, we, we, look, yeah, yeah, I feel we, good. I think between you and I, we got this foot. We got, we got this team in the playoffs already oh, you next know what? year. Right? It's okay. That's the optimism <laughs> you better have because sometimes reality hits you in the yeah, face. Yeah, now yeah. you want to be able to to try at least in the off season, figure out ways, and, and that's what this staff's going to be tasked yeah. to do: figure out ways yeah. to make this roster competitive number one more consistent number two get out of their own way number yeah. three and find a way to grind out wins in 2019 yeah i guarantee you john when i walk out of this door uh and for every day after this it's going to be hey how do you think the dolphins are going to do oh, with this gosh. guy you know, that's all, you know one week you know two three two three days after the super bowl is over and you're going to be pelted with these questions. Hey, you got a new coach. How are we going to be this year? Right? You know? Our daughter's probably texting us. Hey, yeah. I heard, I, so I heard you guys. Oh, you guys found pretty optimistic. Uh, oh, anyway. Hey, look, uh, I think there's, I think there's something to be optimistic about. I, I like the, I like the combination of Chris Greer, uh, you know, and, and, and you kind of, you kind of clear the woods a little bit there. Yeah. Right. I think there was a little few more trees hanging around there that were kind of maybe, you know, overshadowing or didn't know who's who was leaning what way. You kind of clear those trees out and now you got a clear guy who's in charge from the from the top down. Uh, you got your coach in place. He's going to get his guys and once again, we start looking to next year and looking to uh, this football team and and uh, and being optimistic about it. That's that's what uh, that's what makes you a fan. That's what makes 
that's what makes this this game so fun. It makes us keep coming back each and every year, and and here we are again. So it'll be fun. You know, I'm just looking forward to seeing guys on the roster, yep. uh, coaches on the staff, them getting out when it's time in April. You know, th- this team will be out with one of the you know probably eight or nine eight eight teams early yep. because of the new staff and new yep. head coach. So they're going to get a, a jump start on the off season. I, I'm just looking to see how this roster kind of populates with playmakers and, and grinders and, and yep. guys uh, at different positions and guys that are asked to do different things and how it's going to work out. You know, what scheme we're going to have yep. on offense You know, are we going to be a blend of a three, four, four, three, whatever that is on defense yep. to try to accentuate some of the talent on this roster, because there is a, like, like we've talked about young talent, Talent that needs to play, and, and guys that are on this roster are going to have opportunities yep. to to play and show themselves. So that that's kind of what I'm excited about because I want to know who's going to be our quarterback number yep. one. You know who's yep. going to be able to to be able to mask the deficiencies. Who's going to be added to this roster at, at key positions, yep. and how that's going to be how that's going to translate and to give this franchise an opportunity yep. to win, as well as these guys that we've talked about. How are they going to transition from year one to year two? Year two to year three for yeah. some of these young guys, you know how how where where are we where are we going to see the improvement out of those guys? So I think there's a lot of things to look forward to. I think there's a lot of things to be optimistic about, and I and I think you you know to you you, you to me you hit the nail on the head for not only Miami Dolphins but every, every franchise in the National Football League. The the importance of finding that quarterback that's going to be the guy that's going to be able to get you to that spot where where you're competitive week in and week out and and a guy that if, if as I said earlier if he needs to and you got to put these you know other 52 guys on your shoulder and carry them down the field well then so be it that's going to have right. to happen that's you know that part of that, the job that's the position you chose when yeah. you're a kid that's part of the that's job what, that's description. part of the job description is yeah at some point you're going to have 52 guys hanging on your back and you're going to have to get them down to the other end some, of the field some teams don't, uh, have the luxury of having more people around yeah. that guy to make them yeah. better this team right now needs that guy to, to play at a high level all and, the time. And make everyone around him better. That's right. No doubt. That's right. John, that's going to do it for the program. John Conjami, I'm Kim Bocamper. Uh, we'll see you again next week. And, uh, hey, we'll have a little more to talk about. More coaches, more things going on, or we can just bullshit our way through another show. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's probably the latter. Probably the latter. <laughs> <laughs>